Girl, hurry up. The episode's about to start. Edify, edify, divine, shine, thrive. No lies, a new mind. Bitch, don't forget to subscribe. Get designed to edify. Skip the line and edify. <laughs> Let me stop. Lego. Hello, ladies. Happy Black History Month. Oh my gosh, what it means to be black. <laughs> I am so happy to be black. Like living in the United States has taught me how valuable it is for me to be black. And it's crazy because most people will go, what? Like, we're not appreciated. We get everything taken from us. We get everything, you know, just stolen, honestly. Our, our culture, our music, our style, our bodies, right? But it just shows that we really do set the trend nothing enough to say like period we are the standard and i'm extremely happy to be black um i think that we deserve more than just one month and i've always been saying saying this since i was a kid like uh growing up like hearing black history month to me it was just the day where i was able to watch martin luther king that movie the the cartoon and eat a good snack and take a good nap Good nap afterwards, you know, that, that was always the key right there. But now as I get older, I realize the impact that black people have made on this country and how we really don't get our flowers enough to be real. Um, even being younger, only hearing names like Rosa Parks and Harriet Tubman and Frederick Douglass and like some people, they try to keep under wraps. Like I didn't even hear about Malcolm X until middle school because I guess he was too raw for us to handle. Like his message was too much to tell children. But as I continue to grow in my blackness, become more pro-black and start to just continue like to support my people, I really truly just appreciate being the brown skin, 4B, 4C textured. I got multiple textures of hair by the way. But I just love being who I am. I just love it. Like, I wouldn't change it for the world. Statistics show that black women are the next rising group of entrepreneurs, okay? Hip hop is the number one genre in this country, okay? And when you think of surgeries, everybody's trying to get a black girl's body. Let's just, let's just keep it real. Let's just be clear. Everybody wants to look like us. You even see it in mainstream where it's like, you know what I'm saying? The Caucasian boys, they never used to dress the way they be dressed. Now they be dressing with the Nike hoodies on and the, the Nike shoes on. And they, you know what I'm saying? They be trying to come real, real swaggy. And I'm like, where'd you get that from, sir? I live boy. Because it wasn't your ancestors. I can tell you that. I felt like it was only right to end February off with this episode and really just talk about how black women are not the same. Ah, what the fuck? Yeah, that took a turn. It took a turn. Because when you think of black people in general, when you go back, there are so many different stories that have been told. And there are so many different experiences that black people have in the, this country. Back in the day, a dark-skinned person experience was a little harsher than a light-skinned person's experience. 
Um, also, another example, if you take it a few years you know, after that, when slavery was over, you had people up north who were in a different era, a more progressive era, their lifestyle was different than the black people who still stayed down south and were still slaves in a way, or they didn't progress as fast as the people up north did. So while black people still at the core experience discrimination, experience injustice, okay, die at the hands of police, um, are overly sexualized, are not given um, the benefit of the doubt that we're just human, while we all do experience that, I still want to make it be known that we are individuals. We still are individuals. We think differently. We act differently. We have different passions, um, different interests. And aside from being black, we still are individuals. And that is something I really want to highlight especially during Black History Month. I'm proud of all of the, 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 the posts that I'm seeing online, a lot of the educational pieces, uh, people telling us just different things about uh, different people and names that we've never heard of before who have made change for us that we probably will never really know about. But one thing I keep continuing to see is like, one person speaking for all black people. And I think that can get dangerous. So my experience being a black woman is similar to most black women in the South, right? I experienced racism at a young age. Um, I'm down in Georgia, so you already know how a lot of people in the country think, but I grew up in the suburbs. So I was born and raised in, I guess you could say, like a black area, but my parents quickly took me out of there and put me in a predominantly white area. When I was young, I was like one of the only black people in the class. Like I was one of the only black people, maybe like two black people total. Or I remember one time I was the only one. I was the only black cheerleader on my team for a while until it was probably like starting from the second grade until maybe like the fourth or fifth grade, I started to finally see more black girls. And I was like, thank God, too much mayonnaise. Love you. You're very special. So like my experience is that race was never necessarily pointed out to me. Like for example, in school, I never got teased for being black. I was never like, oh, nigga, nigga, nigga. Like nobody ever came at me like that, to be real. But I did feel the separation between me and other white girls in my class. There were moments where like, I knew that certain girls, they just felt like they couldn't relate to me. And like, I wanted to be friends with them so bad, but it just seemed like they stayed away from me. And I never really understood why. Um, I always equated it to me being black, like in my head, like it's possibly because I don't look like them. Like I'm not blonde, you know, I don't have blue eyes, but I think that that was an insecurity deep down inside because I saw that I was different. And like, I saw that, oh my gosh, there's not a lot of us here. Um, being brown skin was never an issue for me. I was never teased about my skin complexion. To be honest, the guys loved it. I was called chocolate a lot. A lot, I was called chocolate. 
even with me being a suburban black girl, blessed growing up in a two-family household in the suburbs, I've still struggled being a black woman because nothing seems like it's ever good enough at times, especially to other races who prejudge you just off the strength of your skin color. It doesn't matter how proper I am, doesn't matter my background, my degrees, doesn't matter how classy I dress, doesn't matter the big size in my home, they're always going to prejudge me. And so that in itself has been something that I've had to struggle with. And I've tried to look at both sides. I've tried to weigh it out. And there was a time where I kind of prejudged ratchet black women who grew up in um, lower class homes and lower class upbringings. And I was dead wrong. But it was literally that wanting to not be compared to that. Because that's what I was already assumed to be. You know, we see online a lot of crap that goes on in the hood, a lot of stuff that goes on out there, and it's never good. A lot of killing, fighting, drama, broken homes. And so I didn't want to ever be associated with that. And I'll keep it real. I always made sure that I was like, I'm not like that. I'm an Oreo. I'm a suburban girl. Like, that's something I always put an emphasis on so that I was never grouped into being a angry black woman or the negative version of a black woman. But now I see a lot of evolution in black women and I love to see it. I see a lot of pages supporting black women, you know, black Twitter going ham when it comes to protecting black women. And I am in a much better place being like, you know what, I am who I am. And if you want to prejudge me, it is what it is. My story is not exactly similar to every black woman in this world, but I can tell you one thing. Me being a black woman comes with its positives and its negatives, and I've had to experience both. I have had to overcompensate and oversmile and overcheese and over hey, 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 hey. I've had to do so much just to fit in with white people and make them feel comfortable. Now, if you ask me, with all the things that we've been through in this country, white people raping us, killing us, lynching us, lying on us, taking from us, you would think that we would be scared of them. I am very shocked that they just claim over and over again that they're so afraid of us. And being a black woman, oh my gosh. (laughs) As sweet as I really am, I have been told by so many white women that I have this attitude that I just don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, I'll just be real. I don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) Everybody has attitudes, especially women, because we are emotional creatures. So I was always pinpointed at some point, especially like in middle school, high school, as being the girl with the attitude, regardless of how nice I dressed, how well-kept I appeared, how educated I was. It didn't matter at times. And so my experience is kind of a black and white type of thing. It's, 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 kind, of, it's kind of funny the way I, I put it. On one end, I feel like I had an, a privileged black upbringing. And I may be ignorant, I may be. But at the same time, I also acknowledge that that didn't matter 
to white people who were set out on making me out to be something that I wasn't. I believe that God brought me onto this earth being black so that I could continue to show, and just like the rest of us, but specifically for me, that I could continue to show that you can still live a great life when so many things are in your way on purpose to make you fail. Hey you guys, this is Kennedy with Edified Minds Podcast where we drop an episode every Tuesday. Before we get further into this episode, I wanna tell you guys about Soft Mood Sounds. Designed to alleviate stress, prepare you to rest, and motivate you in the morning, this YouTube channel has three categories of sounds like mood ambiances, rain sounds, and affirmation. Spread mental wealth by sharing this page with your friends and your family and kick your day off or end your day with these beautiful soft mood sounds. All right, let's get back to the episode. Now, we have to address the myths that I keep seeing about black women on social media because I could talk about this all day. And I think I'm going to do a whole nother episode on it, probably like an interview or something. That's that's what I have in my mind. But there are so many myths about black women in particular that I need to address because as much as I want to like also cover our men as well, because I hate like to me, it's so funny how people say protect black women, protect black women. Right. But I feel like we've gotten some more protection. I feel like because we've said that just in general, we've gotten more protection, but black men they're just kind of still like put on the back burner and they're still kind of just expected to just take whatever we throw at them. So I don't think that's fair. Um, with that being said, as much as I do want to speak for and protect my brothers, I can't really tell you their experience because I'm not that I am a black woman though. And things that I see online in particular are very alarming and we have to address them for sure. Like, That's just what this podcast is about. It's about obviously uncovering the lies and the myths and the BS that we see all the time and just trying our best to like overcome this because it really can take a toll on people. So like when I think of myths about black women, right? I think about how I keep seeing like this narrative that we are all ratchet, loud, angry black women. That's the base. And that's something that a lot of us have heard. It's like, okay, duh, like Kennedy, that is, that is something that they've have put on us since the beginning of time, that we are angry and that we are ratchet. But you will be surprised how this, um, this identity actually has been accepted by all kinds of people, including our men, where it is assumed that we all are like that. And we're, we're assumed to be that way before we even open our mouths. We're prejudged because we're black women. That automatically all black women are angry. All black women are ratchet. All black women want to fight and be baby mamas and this and that. Like, that's not true. And as much as I've seen black women show that that's not true, the masses still think it is. And it's shown online. Um, I looked at a recent survey And it showed that more people like to connect with videos that show black women fighting more than uplifting each other. So even though there are pages like 2190 or Essence or other black pages that show black women um, getting along and supporting each other uplifting, 
the masses, the majority would prefer to see us beat each other than to see us love each other. And that is problematic in itself. But that's because they believe the narrative is that we are ratchet and that we are angry and that we are black. And you know what? While I'm at it, I blame reality TV. I'm part of the problem. I'll admit I'm part of the problem because at first I used to love watching it. And I would love Basketball Wives seeing Tammy Roman just whip a chick, just bop, bop, bop. Remember, she used to she used to say something that I say till this day. She was like, whenever I feel something, I just have to let it out or else my chest hurts. And it's like, girl, we know your chest don't hurt. You just want to say something. But you know what? Just say it, sis. We're here for it. And now I look back at it and I'm like, dang, that just fed into the narrative that now I'm realizing is so detrimental. Ugh. I hate it. That is a big myth. Another big myth is that for some reason, people really believe that we just are not loving. We're not loving, we're not nurturing, and we just, we're not, <laughs> this, is a big, this is the big word of the year, submissive. I had not heard that word in my whole life as much as I have in 2022. I really want us to throw that word away because it's trash. I don't even know what submissive means nowadays because if you're telling me that I have to sit here and allow you to treat me like crap and just take it, yeah, you're right, I'm not submissive, so sorry. But that's a big myth as well. And these myths are impacting us, they are. These are not just opinions, ladies. These are not just things that we could just wipe off our shoulders. No, these are proven by statistics that this is the reason why we are the least married race. This is the reason why on Bumble and on dating apps and Tinder and all that, we are the least swiped because we are prejudged before we even open our mouths. They assume, and who is they? Everybody. Let's keep it real. It's everybody. It's everybody but us. And sometimes it is us. Because I'll admit, I do sometimes prejudge my sisters depending on how they carry themselves. And I'm going to work on that. I really am. I see so many good women continue to say they can't find a man. And the truth is, they are probably the best women that you will come across. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you a reason, not the main reason, but a reason why it's hard for them to find somebody is because they're prejudged is based off being a black woman in general. It's like, oh, sh she's a black woman. She's going to expect too much. She ain't going to cook. She ain't going to clean. She's going to want this from you. She's going to want that. She's going to want blah, 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 blah. Like, it's so much that is placed on us. And my question is, when did we all become the same? When did I start thinking the same as every single black woman on this earth? When? It's ridiculous. And I'm sick and tired of it, to be real. It brings me into the next myth that I see, and that's that we're all fucking gold diggers. Oh, excuse my language. I've got to stop cursing, damn it. But it's that we're all gold diggers. At this point, I don't know what feminism is. I don't know what, um, I don't really know where we're headed when it comes to self-respect as women. And that's going to be a whole different conversation once again for another episode. So stay tuned and make sure you subscribe. But I blame the city girls. I, I do. And it's so crazy because we see young Miami running around here with Diddy. We see JT in love with Lil Uzi. And yet they have told us 
to take money from men, date scammers, and really just to say, F you pay me. Figuratively and literally. Like, have sex with this man and make sure you get a bag out of it. Or F you, dude, I don't want to, I don't care about you, I don't love you, just give me some money. And this has once again impacted us because some of y'all are out here actually living that way. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Am I saying to take a broke man? No, that's not what I'm saying. But am I saying to use people? No, I'm not saying that either because none of it is classy. None of it's okay. None of it's acceptable. None of it is something that God would want us to do or that, you know, good women would do just with good morals or values just in general. I do not agree with that culture at all. But that is a myth that black women feel that way. And it's not even fair because like, we see time and time again, you know, white women date football players or white women date all types of like celebrity men and they don't get deemed as gold diggers. For all we know, that's what they doing too. They're like, F you, pay me. Give me your money. Yeah. <laughs> For all we know, that is how they're thinking, but that's not the persona that is painted on them. It's painted on us because the media wants us to look that way. There's no way you can tell me that the city girls were not somehow some mole rats in the lab that they're like, oh yeah, we want to push this message out to all the black women for sure. There's no way that you can tell me that. And the thing is, there's so many other upcoming rappers that are keeps saying this same message, this same idiotic trash ass message to the youth to use men for their money, to take from people. I don't like this myth, but... Once again, on social media, you know, social media, it, it has a way of impacting people's lives. While we know that it's not reality, it actually is shaping your reality. And the last myth I want to address, it's, it's kind of true. But once again, I want to talk about overcoming myths because we're being identified as one thing. And I think it can be detrimental to women who don't agree with certain thoughts and methods and mindset. So I'm gonna just go ahead and say it, man. You know, black women, we get this rep that we just don't need anybody. We don't need a man, fuck them kids. We don't need a therapist. Just give us some money and we got it. Give us an opportunity, give us a job. We're gonna make shit happen. And that's about it, we're good to go. We'll be the rich auntie, that's fine. And this is once again, a myth that I just, don't believe is the vast majority of us. I think that we have been forced to think this way because the government at one point has taken the men out of our homes. The crack epidemic broke our homes in half. Mass incarceration has broken our homes in half. Police brutality has broken our homes in half. And so we've been forced to be in a position where we have to take control and we have to be in charge or else we will be, we'll be out here. We'll be out here struggling for sure. And I want to acknowledge and applaud the women who have to move that way because if not, their children wouldn't eat or they wouldn't be able to eat or their families wouldn't be able to, to survive because without the woman, it would all fall apart. Some of these myths can be taken in different contexts. And this is one myth that I really was struggling on even talking about because I didn't want anybody to take offense to that. Like, I'm not saying that we need people 
But I do believe that black women need love and we need support. That's what we do need. You know, I love this soft life era that we're in right now. I love that term. That's a term that we should keep. Soft life. Yes, soft life. Because so many of us have dealt with so many hard issues and hard trauma that it has hardened our hearts. And as a result, we literally, like not even knowingly, are like, dude, I don't need anybody in this moment because if I depend on somebody, they'll let me down. Or how about this? I don't have anybody to depend on at all. So at this point, all I have to depend on is myself. And this is not something that we have to stick with. This is not something like I want for my women. I don't want that for us. I don't think that that's what we're deserving of. There's a lot that has to go into us fighting that myth and overcoming that myth. And I see it happening. Once again, another good statistic is that more black women are getting therapy now more than black men for sure like the numbers are excruciatingly different um and so we're doing the work we're putting in the work for sure and i applaud us for that but how we overcome these myths and stop like just identifying as being just black women is exactly that i felt the need to make this episode because i believe that only black women are prejudged and labeled because of the color of our skin. And that is sick. It's fucking, ooh, I'm trying not to cuss, but it's sick. Every other race of woman, they almost get the benefit of the doubt to be individuals. And yet we continue to be grouped into one. We see it on other podcasts where Certain men who, on obviously, they hate black women. Let's just keep it real. But their excuse is that we all act this way. Black women do this. Black women do that. I have met a many of black women who don't do anything that I do, don't believe in the things I believe in, and they move completely different than I do. We're not given the benefit of the doubt to be individuals, and that's the reason why I had to put an emphasis on this in Black History Month. Because... While Black History Month is such a beautiful month to just love being black, I need to be real. As black women, we deserve the right to be individuals. I don't want to be assumed that I'm going to act a certain way or think a certain way or treat my man a certain way because the internet tries to tell me who I am because I am black. That's where I'm getting at with this. Yes, black women, we have cultural similarities especially in beauty and cult, you know, culture, food, um, um, family upbringings. Yes. Yes. We have things in common. All right. But as far as personalities, as far as upbringings, as far as beliefs, as far as how I handle situations, as far as how I dress, as far as being passive or aggressive, it's not always going to be the same as my sister next to me. And we deserve to not be grouped into one just like the other races of these women out here. White women always get a pass on being passive and submissive. And I done met a many crazy white women, a many, that are bat shh, crazy, really crazy, and talk crazy to men. Oh, well, Asian women, you know, they're quiet. They're th I done met some Asian women who are ratcheter than the ratchets. Oh, well, you know, Hispanic women, you know, they're feisty. We love that feist. We love it when they get feisty. But we, for some reason, when we get angry, it's like, oh, no. Oh, 
you're an angry black woman, you need therapy. But how come Latina girl can and a Dominican can go off on you and you get turned on by that? Explain that. I'm tired of not feeling like we're on the same playing ground. It's so crazy because like I said before, we set the trends, we set the standard. Everybody wants to be like us. But I still think that we shouldn't be prejudged, especially when for some reason, a lot of the prejudgments be negative. And if the, the prejudgments are positive, it's always about our appearances. But when it comes to our personalities, that seems to be where we hit a wall. And I know I'm not the only one who sees this. We hit a wall. So it's time to break down that wall today. All right, ladies. So as you know, I'm going to always end it off with a scripture. So this uh, episode was based off of Isaiah 64, 8. And I'm going to read it. It is, yet you, Lord, are our father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. To end this episode, I just want you guys to know that like, we deserve the same privilege <laughs> that other races of women get. Uh, it is not a bad thing that we have similarities at all, but we deserve to be seen as individuals, individuals, and not just grouped into one category, especially when for some reason the category is negative. Like I just do not like that. So let's sit on this for this week. Let me know your thoughts about the episode. Please subscribe. Please share this with your friends. Have conversations about this. If you want to do a response on TikTok or Instagram, I encourage it. Let's have conversations surrounding this. And I am looking forward to uh, doing another episode next week. So hope everyone has a great week. Ladies, stay positive, stay uplifted. And yeah, next month is women's. Oh my gosh. It is National Women's Month, I think. And so therefore, you already know I got things coming for you. I'm doing everything for the ladies. So stay tuned and y'all have a good week.